0: The bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Ah, bears.
1: Chris and DJ show with former Chicago Bears Nickelback, DJ Moore. Keenum. Intercepted. That is ha-ha Clinton Dix a year ago here in D.C., and now into the end zone here in D.C. Second down and eight. Play action for Keenum, and he's taken down. Ball came out at the end. Khalil... Keenum taken down yet again. Keenum... That ball is intercepted. Kyler Filler! ...yardage for your field goal here if you're Mitch Trubisky. Third and 17. Able to avoid the pressure and then launches it to the end zone. Gabriel.
0: Yeah, it's pretty close. That's when he has the ball. Left foot down, right foot. Uh. We sneak one real quick, real quick, one, another one. Another one. Another <laughs> <laughs> one. Another one. Another one. Another one. Little, two, two, two. That's one. Another one. Another one. Another that's no, the no. challenge, y'all accepted yeah. it last night, you accepted
1: it. But you see how that thing works, right? Yeah. Flips field position, gets momentum going, and then we feed off of that, everything all together, right? So there it is, it's never easy to win on the road in the NFL, never, and we did that. So now we're 2-1, you enjoy it tonight, we got a really short week, All right. Always enjoy these things, man, it doesn't matter how they come, okay? You guys put in a good week of work and practice, you believed in each other, okay? Resolve, and that's that's the biggest part of this together as we do this together. Hey, hey ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. That's a sweet word. Okay? Where's 21
0: at? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I came here to be a part of
1: something special, man. Let's enjoy this win, man. Family Yes, three, one, two, three. <laughs> yes, sir. There you have it. The Chicago Bears were able to escape from uh the the state of the capital, Washington D.C., playing the Washington Redskins with a 31 to 15 victory on the road. I'm Chris Shanfelt, he's former Chicago Bear himself, DJ Moore. Welcome into the Chris and DJ show. And uh DJ, uh pretty pretty exciting uh exciting way to, to enter the show fresh out of Club Dub. We were admitted, we were admitted uh, 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 free of charge, that is. Um, you know, one thing that Matt Nagy said, I mean, whether whether they win by 16 points or, or you know, uh, 16, 17 points like they did uh, the other night or they, they escape barely with the victory like they did a couple weeks ago against the Denver Broncos, uh, he, he makes sure to celebrate, to – Um, as he said, don't take each win, uh, lightly that, that it is a big deal. It's hard to win in this league, whether you're playing a team like the Denver Broncos who aren't off to a great start, who are still looking for their first win of the season, or or you're playing a team like the Washington Redskins, or or you're playing one of the top uh, level teams in the league. He makes it a point to, to, to let these guys open up, to let them celebrate, to let them feel good about themselves. Um, no matter if it's a one-point victory against the, the worst team in the league or a 30-point victory against the best team in the league. Um, as a former player like yourself, DJ, I mean, um, h- how do you view that? I mean, w- w- with this whole club dub type thing, I mean, is it a little too much? Do, do you respect it? Do you go, man, I wish I kind of had that back in my playing day? What were the locker rooms like after a victory, um, you know, under the Lovey Smith era here in Chicago?
0: Honestly, I think it was the same both ways. I mean, it just dependent on the game. Um, I think it hurts a little more when it's like a playoff game, when you know you're going home. But I think early in the season is always, you know I mean, one play, one game at a time. You lost this one, we get them next week type thing. Um, you always decided to win because our big thing was like, well, if you win, I think you didn't have to come back in until Wednesday. So you would have, have Monday off, Tuesday off, and you'll be back Wednesday. So when you won, you were looking forward to that, you know them two days off, really? Um, but I think you just it's more you have a different feel. I think it's a different feel in the city when you go out. You know what I mean, everything is just different. I think when you win. I, I, think, I like the enthusiasm of you know the club dub thing. I, I think it's a little, it was a little better last year because it was just new it was newer, you know what I mean? Um, this year, I mean it's still good because you just players are excited. you want them to be excited to win. And you see when the coach is excited, you know what I mean, the players are excited. And I think you get that when you have a a younger coach. Um you have a little more you know I mean you have a little more excitement. And you you may get a little more of some other stuff like we'll, we'll talk about, you know, later.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the Bears were able to defeat the Redskins 31 to 15. They got off to a hot start, uh leading the game 28 to 0. Um, Washington kind of came back a little bit towards the very end, made it a little interesting towards the end. Um, but at the end of the day, this defense did what it has done all season long, what it did all year last year. And they seem to even be doing maybe even a little bit more stronger this year, but this was their first game where you, you knew, where, where they looked like the top defense in the league. I mean, the, the last two weeks they, they were certainly in discussion But this game, uh, I mean, five total turnovers. Yeah, they're playing Case Keenum. They're playing an inexperienced uh, offense as a whole. Lack of depth at wide receiver. Uh, They do have Adrian Peterson in the backfield, but obviously he is not the same Adrian Peterson as he once was. Um, Five total turnovers on the defense side of the football. Ha ha! Clinton Dix leading the team with nine tackles and not one but two interceptions. Certainly looking like a nice replacement for. Uh, Adrian Amos, who uh, went on to play for the Green Bay Packers now. Um, this defense, and of course it all starts with that defensive line, the depth on that defensive line, um, starting with Khalil Mack, who had two forced fumbles, two strip sacks. Um, And it's amazing. I mean, it's hard not to focus on number 52 when watching the Bears in any game, but especially on these primetime games. He seems to show up in every single one of them. And he did just uh, Monday night against the Green Bay Packers. Akeem Hicks showing up big. Hopefully uh, his knees all right. Uh, left the game with a knee injury, uh, limped out of the locker room following the victory. But we'll see what his status is as we get closer to the Minnesota Vikings game on Sunday. But this defense, DJ, I mean, uh, this brought back memories from last year. Uh, the offense got off to a slow start last year, got off to a slow start once again this year. Um, a little bit more success on the offensive side of the football with Mitch Trubisky throwing three touchdowns, three touchdowns, finding, uh, Taylor Gabriel in every one of those had that one very impressive throw, um, where, where he, uh, where, where Taylor Gabriel was able to come down with it and, uh just come down in bounds with it as he uh, got one foot in the end zone and was able to make sure the other foot hit the, uh, the pylon initially the refs called it out of bounds. They ended up overturning that call. So uh, Taylor Gabriel gets three touchdown passes from Mitchell Trubisky Um, towards the end of the game. Trubisky did get uh, did throw an interception to your former teammate, Josh Norman, who kind of celebrated as if uh, as if that were to, to win Washington, the football game. But, um, nonetheless, uh, the, the bears were able to get out of Washington 31, 15 victory, um, some bright spots on both sides of the football, but we'll, we'll, uh, focus on the defense side of the football first, DJ. Um, I mean, just, just, in, uh, quite, quite a impressive performance. Uh, doesn't matter who you're lining up against, right?
0: Well, yeah. And I think the announcer kind of, you ain't know, talked about it, like, why are they leaving him one-on-one, um against a line that you, you're missing your your start, you know, your start offensive tackle because, you know I mean, he want to get paid and you got to have one-on-one. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's, like, trying to teach him a lesson or something. You know what I mean? Trying to punish him. It's just like It doesn't make any sense. Now, the first one I think he had, it was a play action, and it's supposed to kind of – the play action was supposed to influence because it was, like, one of them stretch plays, but when you're not – getting any yards on the stretch play, it doesn't work. I mean, so literally, I mean, he didn't fall for the fake and just came, you know what I mean, straight up the field. Um, So I think that was a sack, fumble, didn't get it. The second one was just, you one-on-one with the right tackle. I mean, your left tackle is out, which means that's a backup. Your right tackle has to be easily one of your work. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the best, but my best is on your, like, second or third or fourth best. One-on-one, well, you know what I mean? So, I don't know what they were thinking, really. Now, with that being said, um, with all the turnovers, Case Keenum didn't look back. Um, I mean, he threw for over 300 yards, and they moved the ball. They just they kept turning it over. Um, and we talked about it last week. Oh, well, they come in bunches, and they came in bunches. Um but, I mean, the defense is what I think what won the game. Trubisky looked okay, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, he looked okay. He made a really good – he made a good throw. And I, I still think it was incomplete, personally, myself. I think – because once they called it incomplete, it's like that that first foot, like you can't say definitively, like, oh, it was down uh, long enough for him to have control. And that's why I was kind of like, oh, okay. But – because if it won not for that one, I mean, the game would have looked Oh, yeah. Oh, it's different. That was third and 17. You know what I mean? So, um, I but, would
1: I would agree with you. I mean, I'm surprised they overturned that. Normally, when calls are that close, they decide to stick with what the call was on the field. And
0: yeah, they so, see- but I think it was one of them Monday night things or whatever. It, it, but the defense, I mean, they made it happen, man. You got to get turnovers um, when the quarterback throws you the ball. Because it's hard with this defensive line. is It's hard to step up in the pocket and, like, deliver a strong throw on the a couple of times, that's what it was. Like he couldn't completely step up. I mean, how clean, Dix looked good. He looked kind of like Eddie Jackson, look, really. Um, they looked like they just doing the same, interchanging. And you got two safeties back there that can read pretty good, man. And It's impressive, man. It's impressive uh, impressive to see. Um, the corners, eh, full of them. Give up something that makes something happen. Now, the young, the young kid, and we talked about him. You were saying that he was pretty good. Now, he looked okay. The receiver cause he had he had uh Mucamara looking looking silly a lot. Um but I mean but all in all once you if you score on defense, you're gonna win probably ninety eight percent of the time. Ninety nine percent of the time. And we talked about hey, if you don't uh, you wanna complain about offense, get in the end zone. Well, you either got it in the end zone or had him turn it over like real close because all the points was coming off a turnover, so you know, you got to a you know, defense a high five for the assist.
1: And, and that was the formula to this Bears' success last season, um, and, and we've seen a lot of that translate uh, Monday night against the Washington Redskins. Again, the defense forced five turnovers. Um, you know, th- there were quite a few players that, that you could have, uh, that, that you could name the, the player of the game on the defense side of the ball. Obviously, Ha Clinton-Dix uh, with the nine tackles leading the team. Uh, two interceptions. Khalil Mack doing what he does on a on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I I I think you could also throw Danny Trevathan in that conversation. He he was kind of all over the field. I mean, his move to get the sack. Um, you know, I should have had that ready and would have played that if if I did have it ready. If I were on my Ps and Qs DJ, but uh, he he kind of faked out the offensive lineman, made made him think that he was going. Uh, one direction ended up going the other other direction, and uh, was able to get to Case Keenum in the backfield. It, it was an awesome, uh, awesome little move. I'm not sure I've really seen it ex- executed like that, but uh, again, I'm gonna you,
0: tell you the best I've seen do it, Spice Adams. You guys, really, see, he, really, he brilliant. Like he would do it all the time, because once you freeze and look. The lineman know like okay they must be running the game so let me get my head inside real quick but well, now nah, he used to do it all the time he was good at it too and that's what that's what came to mind when I seen it like oh yeah because yeah, yeah I see I it's called it. the coffee house or something like that come and go coffee coffee yeah, it house might, it might be a coffee house I believe uh, but yeah it, it I mean <laughs> because that that works when I know what you're doing you know what I mean when I know what your responsibility is and I know if you worried about something. So I mean, it worked out perfectly, man, so again, there's had off the people who whenever you pull it off now
1: <laughs> yeah I'm sure it doesn't look too doesn't doesn't look as good when you don't pull it off or when you're not successful at it but uh, <laughs> uh
0: you never try man
1: <laughs> again, there's probably six seven guys you can name um who were you most impressed with though on the defense side of the football
0: before I go to I meant to take like um like a bad spot that I seen anyway defense. Rocan Smith looks terrible in pass coverage. Like I don't know if he just looked to me he just he just looked lost for some reason. Now I don't know if it's just the pass cuz I remember the first game he get out there boom made a couple of plays. But there, I mean cuz when 25 when Thompson was going out the backfield he had to follow him. It is just didn't he didn't look as comfortable. You know what I mean? So I know going forward that'll be something to watch. I know he was a really fast athletic cat, you know, out of he just don't look, you know what I mean? He just didn't look comfortable. But I think you got to go with, um, ha ha, ha Um, where you have the two picks, you have the nine tackles, you had a touchdown, but you're doing it against a team that you just, you just was, you know what I mean? Like you just, it's kind of almost like the revenge type game. Um, and you little more new to the team, that's why it's more to me. It's like, well, that's why coach like, hey, you break it down. Now Khalil Mack, I think you can just about get it every game. Now with him, I guess you get disqualified if you want to be nitpicky. You can say, oh, he got a couple flags at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like, so you get. But when you score on defense, get it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not only did he score on defense, he he was able to reel in uh, two interceptions, led the team with nine tackles. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, that is, and. You know, one more thing on Khalil Mack. I mean, uh, how he's able to just punch the ball out of a quarterback's hand, right, right, you know, go right, right behind him, punch it out, and was able to do that a couple times against uh, Case Keenum and the Redskins. Um, but I just want to know what was going through Mack's mind when he sees Vernon Davis trying to block him, seeing him line up uh, opposite side of him, or, or any. I mean, it's that, not the first time we've seen a tight end, we've seen uh, Denver. And Vic Fangio, very familiar with Khalil Mack and his abilities. We've seen Denver try to do it last week uh, with a rookie and Noah Fant. Uh, I don't see how any coach could throw a tight end on, you know, arguably the best best, uh, best pass rusher in the league. Um, especially when you're Jay Gruden. I mean, your, your brother John got rid of Khalil Mack in Oakland. Uh, I mean, there there's, there just seems to be something there uh, where you got. Gruden, John Gruden sending him out of Oakland. Now you got Jay Gruden throwing a tight end on him. I mean, the disrespect, DJ.
0: <laughs> well, I think that was the first one, correct?
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Well, this is what happened. So they're running the um, the stretch play away from the tight end. So when they run it away from the tight end, normally the defensive end is supposed to like squeeze down, stay with his gap, and then if the quarterback boots, he redirects. So what happened is when he did the stretch play and did the bootleg out, he didn't go for the – He didn't. I mean, technically, you can say he kind of went rogue if you want to, Um, but it don't it influence you because – so say if they hand it off and he come up the field, the running back cuts back, and what Khalil Mack should be, he has a good run. So <laughs> – but – the first play they ran it, they didn't get any yards. So in my head, if you don't get any yards, you don't respect it as much. So Vernon didn't have a chance of blocking because he went straight up. Um, he went straight up to the running back. To give you an example, when I scored against the Redskins, it was essentially the same play. The guy came, at like he was going like, to do a like, handoff play action. I just went straight to the quarterback. So I slung him around. Adunder said hit the ball up. I caught it and was gone. So I didn't didn't get influenced by what they were showing to be a run. And the same thing with him. He didn't get influenced. And when you big, strong, and fast, and Vernon Davis expecting you to be somewhere here, and then you – so it's probably more so on the Redskins than just play calling in general. Because if you're going to do that, you probably got to fake probably to his side instead of going away from his side. Because you've seen them do that same play over and over again, but people seem to say, you know what, man, let's try it again. Yeah, yeah, they they always seem that uh, they're the geniuses
1: and they can make it work, but uh, at least here in Chicago, we've yet to see that, and, uh, again, one of the uh, top defensive players in the league. But, yeah, I mean, it easily could go Mac, could go a couple different directions. Uh, uh, Ha-ha Clinton Dix, though, nine total well, tackles. I think he's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one. <laughs> Nine total tackles, two interceptions for uh, HaHa Clinton-Dix, the former Green Bay Packer, the former Washington Redskin, now here in the navy blue and orange. Um, so an, an exciting, a uh, dominant performance by the defense side of the football. On the other side, though, DJ, uh, you know, you look at the stat sheets and, and let's say we, we don't watch the football game and we just look and Mitchell Trubisky, 25 of 31, 231 yards, three interceptions, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Three touchdowns to one interception, uh, sacked three times. I mean, uh, rating uh, ESPN.com uh, rating 116.5. I mean, you think he he had a stellar game? Um, obviously, that interception kind of uh, diminish, d- diminishes it a little bit. But just just looking at the stat sheet looks great. Not necessarily the case though. When when watching the film and watching this game live though, DJ. Um, A lot of those uh, dink and dump passes that we've seen so far, uh, the first uh, couple of weeks to to start the season, um, he did have that really nice uh, pass to Taylor Gabriel, 37 yards, I believe it was, um, to Taylor Gabriel for the touchdown. And uh, as you said, I mean, it could be looked at as both ways, but at the end of the day, the officials did rule it a touchdown after reviewing it, and uh, that's what it'll go down as. But um, besides that pass and – um, maybe another play or two that there really wasn't much more to be excited about the quarterback play of the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, I, I thought this was going to be the game where this would be an offensive breakout. And while while it was compared to what we've seen in the first two weeks, I still expected to see a little bit more. Defensively, it was about what I expected. Couldn't have asked for much more, honestly. Um, offensively, though, there's still a lot of room for improvement for this Chicago Bears team.
0: It's, I mean, see, let me see where to start. Okay. I me mean, guess what I'm yes, Offensive line, Cal Long looks horrible. I cannot – listen, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm, I'm wondering, like, because every time he draws back, there's somebody in his face, like, in his lap. And you look like, okay, that's long guy beat. Long guy beat. Because when we talked about it, everybody has dominated this deep. The interior linemen are getting through around. Those same guys that were getting through around against Dallas and those guys were throwing our guys around. Like, even at the goal line, it's like he can't escape because there's no, like, you want him to be able to step up in the pocket, like, he can't step up. Like now Calon, after the play, Cal Long will do a lot. He'll back into stuff, he'll dive on the pile and give people cheap shots. But actually doing the play, he is I'm just I mean, just from watching, it is look awful. So I don't want people to forget about like it's like, well, why can't we consistently run the ball? Well, we're not controlling the line of scrimmage. Like, even when um Montgomery was running, like he had to like work hard, man. He got to break tackles and do all kind of stuff. So I think the line has to improve, first of all. We'll start there, all right? Next, we can go naggy on this one. I, you have three running backs, right? But for some reason, I got a receiver getting more carries than a running back. When I have three capable running backs, they can do it all. But you've got a receiver back there. If I'm a running back, I am upset. I'm furious. Like, I can take a direct snap. Now, if he's setting something up for later in the season, okay. But he's in the backfield a lot. I think uh, Mike Dale had what? One carry?
1: Yeah, that Run DMC trio is, uh, you know, that that's uh, that's no longer. It seems like now,
0: I told you somebody would lose out, but I didn't think they would lose out. Now the Run DMC is back in. It's Cardell. I mean, it's Run DMC. I mean, it's it's like you like C C. You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Like. I don't understand that sometimes. Like, I, th-
1: I think the I question think it- could be posed that we asked a couple of weeks ago, DJ, does this team have too much firepower that Matt Nagy just doesn't know what to do with it?
0: I, I, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, I truly don't. I truly don't know. And it's just, to me, if I'm a coach coaching against Nagy, okay, 84 is in the game, he's in the backfield, a run, we get that, all right? 29 is in, is a screen, all right? 32 in, thank more run. 29 and 32 in, thank more pass. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just like really like you should know what we're doing based on who we send in the game. That's why you have a running back in deck and that can do everything. You just really don't know. You can kind of keep them guessing. Um now Washington made it easy. Like you knew what they were doing on defense. If it was third and short, there was a man. That's why we got a lot of the crossing routes picking them people were wide open, all right? Now, before that, when people were playing zone, he couldn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know what I mean, it wasn't really the same. Um, now, the short passes, I'm, I'm fine with it because Tom Brady threw a lot of short passes, but their guys are, the way they run their offense, guys are always open. And our offense seemed to be one of those offense where it says, like, I need you to win instead of you being open. And I feel like that's an old way of thinking about it. The new way is, like I got so many type of plays that some guys should always be wide open. Give you an example, even with Gruden when he, I guess he called a play. Thompson runs out to the left, and I think he becomes like the number, the two receiver. He comes in, they pick the other guy. Thompson's in Richardson, I think it's it Richardson, I think it was. He's in the end zone by himself. Like that's just a good play call because you put your linebacker in a situation that he's not used to being in, and then he gets picked. It's a touchdown. Like you want to see guys wide open. Now we had some guys open, but there was more so rescue. They were just they were they were. I mean that was just they were back. Now I can't. They were actually playing good though. They were really aggressive. Bostic looked really good. Like he looked. I didn't know he was that fast because he was moving. Um, I'm gonna say, who do we get? We got the line, we got the coach. Uh, now, Trubisky is
1: drum roll, please.
0: He, well, it, it ain't that he can't do it. it; is that he can do it, and you can tell he's thinking about it. So, whenever somebody come talk to him about it, I know I got the talent. I just got to do it. So it's it's just harping on him. So whenever he come off the sideline, the coach is putting him in a situation. It's a weird situation to me that he's putting him in because every time you come to the sideline, I got to give you a face-to-face, a heart-to-heart. Like, you're not doing something right. Or I believe in you. I got to infuse confidence in you. Like, you got to have it. You know what I mean? And it seemed like every time he came to the sideline, it was kind of like he was trying to clear himself of the crime. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when he comes to the sideline, now you're like, hey, man, you know what I mean? I'm showing him that I'm talking to you, so it's not me, it's you. You yeah. know what I mean? And to me, it's like, man, just relax. He got it. Like, don't, it, there's no need that every time he comes over there to treat him like a child and be like, you know what I mean? Like, you go sit down, you look at the stuff, you talk to your offensive of court, you get on the headset, this is what I see. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't, to me, it just, it just, it just seemed different. I don't know if you got it, watching. It just seemed a little different. He did make the great play on the throw because he still, like, again, he had to get out of the pocket. He didn't have much time. Had to get out of the pocket, made a good throw. That
1: seems like when he's at his best, too, when he makes his better throws, when he's on the run. Yeah. Or outside, outside the pocket, out, you know, on yeah, the run. Yeah,
0: but to be honest, like, he, I think he had time. There's only a couple times when he actually has time to, like, sit there. Like, if you realize it. Like, he doesn't. Like, Tom Brady, like, his pocket is always just, it's just clean, man. You know what I mean? Um, you watch a, that Prescott game, like, the reason he's going to be real effective because, it's, I mean, he's just sitting there. Like, he has his clean. Now, it would help if you run the ball a little more effective. The, the People might not get up the field. That's a lot. Now, there was one play to me that kind of sums up who he is, truly. Well, actually, you know what, there was two. There was uh, Tariq Cohen when I think he ran on the corner route, he stared him down for 30 minutes. I think both the safe both safeties broke on it. And I mean he threw it out of bounds, but it was just like, like it's not, it's not there. But the one that was telling to me was it was um, I think it was third and maybe 12 or something. Or nine or eight, something like that. Passing down. And Miller is on the left. There's like trips to the left. Norman comes over with him. We know it's in man. Everybody knows it's in man. Booger McFarland even knows it's in man because he was awful. He even knows it's in man. Everybody is on point. It's in man. The route they run because they have um, Trey Burton backside. Miller runs a wheel route off a pick and Norman got picked, and he looked to the right, and he threw it to the tight end for, like, a one-yard gain. I mean, the tight end didn't even run a route. Like, he literally just stopped and did this, and just threw it Now We kicked, I think we that's when we kicked the field goal to go up 31, or whatever it was, but I was just like... And to me, he had – like, you had your guy. Like, you have the defense that you want, the route that you want. They playing man-to-man press across the board. They get the pick route. He's running the wheel. I'm watching him because I'm watching, like, the condensed I see him getting picked. And I'm like, like, you missed that, though. Like, you can't – like, you – that's the thing not you can't you – can't, these are your shots, and when you know the defense is in something – like, you had to work on this in practice. This is a play we know they're in man. We're going to run the pick route. For the Redskins was making it easy. Even on the touchdown pass when he was almost out of bounds, it's 3rd and 17 and you in man-to-man coverage. What the hell are you thinking about? You got to send him home for doing that. You never do that. Now, maybe two man with a safety over top, but man-to-man coverage, 3rd and 17, like the rescue was making it. Now he did make some throws, the touchdown plays, and he made some good throws. I think he and it just just he just sometimes he just misses. He just misses stuff. I think and it just you can see like certain reasons like like you 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 missing it, and that's what I'm assuming. When he come on the sideline. What he he has to be talking to him like, hey man, you you you're missing it. I'm not worried about you overthrowing it or doing things like that, but when you just Completely not seeing like this is the concept. This is the first read. Like, wait on it. You make it hit, but it's only gonna take about two and a half seconds, and you can just put a little touch on it, and it's, it's man to man. That's it. So I, I don't know, uh, that, but you gotta
1: win. You know, to to piggyback on what you just said, DJ. You know that that seems to be a common problem with Mitch Trubisky, from what we've learned since he's been a Chicago Bear, since they drafted him number two overall. Um, obviously, they brought Matt Nagy in because he was a big fan of Mitch Trubisky coming out of North Carolina. Um, you know That was obviously the, the main attraction to him to come here to Chicago was uh, for Mitch Trubisky and uh, the, the future that this team had under the quarterback. Um, it was rumored that Indianapolis offered him their head coaching uh, gig, and of course that was back when Andrew Luck was still playing, they had uh, Jacoby Brissett as their backup then too. So he he passed up that that opportunity for this one here. And uh, again, th- those seems to be those seem to be issues that we see on a recurring basis, almost on a week to week basis, a game to game basis. And um there's a moment on ESPN during the broadcast during the game that they caught uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky running over to the sideline after. Uh, a timeout was called, and he's going over to Matt Nagy and uh, quarterbacks coach Dave Ragone. And the camera shows uh, Matt Nagy. He he says, "Hey, step the fuck up!" And uh, you know, the, the next play was a, a first down, but obviously he needs to know when he can and cannot, or if he can or cannot push those buttons. How Mitch might react, but um, you could kind of see and. and you know, again, this is, this is football that we're talking about. So it's all in the moment. Again, nothing personal. But yeah, Mitch does need a step up. And uh, especially in that moment, let's not give the momentum to the Washington Redskins when there's still plenty of time left on the field. And uh, as we've seen, I mean, the, the Redskins did almost make that a game there at the very end. Um, you know, it, it, as you kind of almost pointed out, this, this did kind of have a little bit of a different vibe between uh naggy and trubisky whether or not something might be there or not i mean i, I don't think so uh naggy met with the media today and said any he, any he, uh you know took took a question on that uh on that uh conversation head on and he said you know hey it was just an in the moment thing and uh you know sometimes Uh, you know, quarterback and and, uh, head coach might, might get after each other a little bit here and there, but uh, again, it's nothing personal and and that's just uh, a a part of the job for each of those positions. Um, Again, I'm not going to read too much into it, but a lot of people were giving Matt Nagy a lot of shit over, uh, uh, you know, saying that or, or, uh, you know, the the video, all that, uh, you know, I'm just curious, as somebody that may have been in a similar position before DJ, I mean, you can't take anything into consideration and really read that much into it, can you? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, because, you got to realize, like, even though you're in the NFL and you at the highest point of your career to date, like, you're real, like, fragile. Like, it don't take much to... Like, for me to lose confidence in, like, myself. And every time there was a third down, like, he looked, like, down. Like, he's, he's weighing, he got the world on his shoulders right now, man. And it seemed like he can't get it off. He want to get it off. He was hoping that, oh, man, I threw a TD pass in the corner. Like, that's going to get it off. And nothing's getting it off. And then you, you come to the sideline, your coach says, step the fuck up. And really, all he probably is talking about is just like, hey, man, like, come on, let's do this. Like, he just kind of looked energetic and, like, he just talking about this particular play. But everybody else ain't going to take it that way. So now you got to talk about that. Like, damn, all right. Every time I come to the sideline, he stopped me and we have the face-to-face. He ain't talking to nobody else. Nobody else. He ain't talking to Kyle Long, who ain't blocked the damn soul. He ain't talking to nobody but me, why is that? Every week they've been tied together. Who fault is it? Is it your fault? Is it his fault? Now we've seen this before, where like Jared Goff, man, he looked terrible. But you put him with somebody who who who, who matches his talents, and now he goes from bus to this other guy. You know what I mean? Um, so. Is he good for Chubisky? I don't know, but all I do know is when you get asked a lot of questions about something, they're both feeling the pressure. But as a coach, when you keep coming to your player and like having face-to-face with him or or saying this to in his direction when you know, listen, cameras catch everything, to me it's like you're trying to shrug it off on him a little bit. Because as a coach, you, that's all you have to do. I remember being on the field, so – for an example, um, we playing in Green Bay, Erlacher, the middle linebacker, he supposed to have a middle run-through. The, um, the guy, somebody, the tight end comes out to me, I stop, and Erlack is supposed to continue because he's cover two, he's the middle run-through. He supposed to continue to run with number two. He didn't run with number two. Down the drive, catch the ball, he in the end zone. You know what he did? He looked at me. If he looks at me, what are the people on watching gonna think?
1: Your fault.
0: It's my fault. I told him, I said, don't look at me, man, because you know that's not my fault. You know people gonna think it's my fault. That's all you gotta do. So when he comes off the sideline, every time there's a third down, he's looking at me. What is he saying to me? Could you imagine? Uh man, what you doing? What you thinking? Like, calm down, you got it. Like he's trying to infuse confidence in him, like I don't have it, and it's your fault. Like this how it looks. Every time you come. Hey, hey, Chris, calm down, man. Throw the ball. It's your fault. Calm down. Every time. I mean, listen, it was like after every series, he kept he go to him. He deflected. Him. It's his fault. Coaches, listen, coaches play, they we the same. Listen, I don't want it to be my fault. Because he's like, I'm taking the fault. You know what? I know how to deflect it. All I got to do is walk up to him. When you come to the sideline and say, step the fuck up, who fault is that? Who am I saying? Who fault is it? If you don't step up, it ain't me calling the play. It's, you, it's your ass because you can't run. I'm telling it just, and, it, it, and, you, and you can read it to however you want, but that's what it is. I mean, that's exactly what's, to me, what's going on. And even if it ain't, but that's what it looks like. That's how I treat my kids. Like, come in, let me talk to you. Like, you had enough in school, man. You got, my kids get like, he'll get like a, a yellow face or something. they got it. They start on green every day. Like, what was you doing? You unfollowing directions. Like, come on, man. Talk to me. Talk to me. You know what I told him? It's your fault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, man. That's, that's real. Come on. Life <laughs>
1: lessons. Life lessons from Matt Nagy oh, and DJ Moore right there.
0: Man, come on, baby. <laughs> But when you win, I think this formula is fine. Right? When you win, you win. You know what I mean? So keep winning, man. Keep winning.
1: And, you know, I, I think we need to focus on that a little bit more. The Bears did win this game. They are 2-1. and one. They defeated the Washington Redskins 31-15 to 15 on national TV, Monday Night Football. Um, you know, I, and, again, I don't mean for this to be a, a negative base uh, show on the Bears right here tonight, but – there were a lot of things that they need to fix, especially if this team expects to uh, win this division, in the very least if they expect to be one of those wild card teams in the NFC, if they expect to, to make a playoff push like they did a year ago and go even further than they did a year ago, they have a lot of improvement. and. You know, luckily on their side, uh, it is only three weeks into the season, gearing up for week four against the Minnesota Vikings. i um, not going to preview the game tonight, DJ, but before we do wrap up the show, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, excuse me, the Chicago Bears will be debuting these uniforms uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Pull them up really quick here. Um, when they first came out. Do you? When they first came out, I wasn't sure how I felt about them. As time has gone on, a couple months in, I, I'm starting to open up to the fact I'm still not big on the jersey. I thought they could have done a little bit more to the jersey, but this is a throwback jersey from uh, 1936 that they'll be uh, debuting against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I, I think I like the helmet the most, the helmet, maybe even the socks. It has a little bit of those uh, bumblebee uniforms that the Pittsburgh Steelers Wears uh, has that kind of vibe to them, but uh, interesting enough, the Bears actually released a video earlier today. Um, George McCaskey, Mitch Trubisky, Akeem Hicks, uh, Danny Trevathan, among others, um, talking about the subject that is uh, windycitygridiron.com. Actually, uh, Jack Silverman wrote an article a couple weeks ago, um, kind of giving some history on these very uniforms that the Bears will be wearing this Sunday again, dating back to the 1936 Chicago Bears team. Um, the African-American players on this team will be the first African-American players to wear these uniforms as, back in 1936, the NFL and the Chicago Bears were segregated. Um, so once that article came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, the, the Chicago Bears decided to make a segment, make a, a video today, kind of shedding light on that um, on that whole idea and on this, uh, on this opportunity that they're giving to their, uh, their players in the organization to bring back these uniforms and to wear them this Sunday, um, your thoughts on the uniforms, could you see yourself wearing the uniforms and, um, how do you feel about the bears bringing these uniforms back and now shedding light and, and kind of, um, you know, embracing that, Hey, you know what? Uh, you know that we can always get better there's always uh, time for change and uh, now that uh, we will see the first uh, group of African American players in these very uniforms that we did not see in nineteen
0: thirty six I like the uniforms i mean I like any of the throwback uniforms i like i I'm more of a fan of the orange ones myself, but I like all the any i mean every team I know some people that like, i don 't like them. like I like all of them um with that being said. I don't think they took it in consideration until they wrote the story about it. I absolutely agree. I don't think. They... So when you know that you do that at the beginning, like because of. Like you should have had Kavanick on a commercial or something when you jur- not know, whatever it is, because he's the one that really like helped shed the light on everything. And when you when somebody writes an article, it's like, oh, OK, you know what, let's let's. Now let's talk about it. I mean, that should have been the first thing. That should have been the reason. Like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Man, it's been a lot. It's, you know what I mean? Uh, racial inequality. Um, players couldn't, I mean, didn't play. These would be the first ones to wear this style of jersey. Like, this is a big thing. Going to communities where the jersey's on. Like, this should have been a full year, like, blown thing. Um, but it's good, man. You Whenever you catch wind of it, then, you know, you release – you may you release a video uh which is which is good um but I mean the jersey is fine. as long as you win, nobody really care if you're black or white all right
1: i mean <laughs> you're you're right i mean at the end of day at, at the end of the day uh fans only uh, only care if they uh, get the win or not. we'll actually break down that game later on in the week, and uh that'll wrap up tonight's show though d j um, Bears are 2-1. and one. Let's not forget that. I know we, we kind of beat them up on a few different things, but it was a stellar performance on the defense side of the football. Five takeaways against this Washington Redskins offense. Um, Khalil Mack, uh, two strip sacks. Ha-Ha Clinton-Dix, nine tackles, two interceptions, one for a touchdown. Um, Taylor Gabriel, a trifecta, three receiving touchdowns, one uh, with, with the great uh, uh, concentration, I suppose, um, depending on which, uh, which side of the fence you're on on that play uh to get his feet down in the end zone but uh a, a bears victory nonetheless got to celebrate with a little bit of a club dub and uh again bears are 2 and 1 as they uh look to host the Minnesota Vikings um here in uh Chicago at Soldier Field um DJ before we wrap up the show any final words
0: yeah this game is going to be important green bay at the top 3 and 0 oh. Uh, Minnesota and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. I think they got the lead in Russia, right?
1: That's right, Dalvin so Cook. It's gonna be interesting.
0: So, um Future biscuit, just going forward, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't see it getting better this week because I, I think both teams are
1: very similar, though. I mean, I'm not too crazy about Kirk Cousins either, and I don't think the Minnesota
0: fan base is either. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be something like the Green Bay game at the beginning, of, early in the year, honestly. Um So, but. If he was to step up this game, it'd be good because at home, I'm telling you, the <laughs> boo birds will come out on you. Uh,
1: hey, uh, Eddie Jackson and company heard those uh, boo loud and clear after game one against the Green Bay Packers. Um, the NFC North seven zero and one to start off the season. Uh, three weeks in the. Uh, ag- seven, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're undefeated. the uh, The only tie. Uh, the the only. Non-win is a tie against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, which, of course, we could thank the Detroit Lions for that. Um, No surprise there. But uh, as always, I'm Chris Schanfell. He's DJ Moore. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed. And until next time, everybody, take care.